0: Your call is very important to us. Please hold.
1: Anomalous zombie helped us. Jen speaking. How may I help you today?
2: Ah, hello, yes. I wonder if you can help me. Uh,
1: name, please.
2: Uh, sorry?
1: Your name?
2: Uh, Simon. Look, I do rather need your help. You see, I have some rather nasty-looking zombies banging on the door.
1: What state are you in, sir?
2: Oh, well, I'm in a pretty distressed state, I can tell you.
1: No, sir. Which state are you calling me from?
2: I'm not in the US.
1: Oh, okay. Where are you, then?
2: Worcestershire. No, 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 no. It's Worcestershire.
1: Like Lord of the Rings?
2: No, not like... Look, I need help. I'm in England, dammit.
1: Okay,
3: no need to get rude.
2: What do you mean, okay? Look, I need some advice. One moment, please. Oh, God, I don't have a moment. The windows are smashed. They're going to get in. Just
1: putting you through to our international office.
2: Well, look, can't you just... Ah, hello. Look, I've just been put through to... Name, please? I've already given my name to the last lady.
3: I can't help you, sir, if you don't give me your name.
2: But the zombies have their arms through the door. I'm running... Sir, please. It's Simon. Look, my mate, Kel, has already lost his legs.
3: Oh, you need lost and found. Let me transfer you.
2: No, 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 no. I mean he's lost his legs to a ravenous zombie dog.
4: Zombie dog?
2: Well, you know what dogs are like. They love the sniff of a good bone.
4: One moment, sir. Let me bring my associate back online.
2: Look, 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 please. Look, look. What should I do? They are nearly on me and Kelly's starting to turn a bit of an off-color. He looks like Donald Trump in a windstorm.
3: What's going on? He says his
4: friend's been nibbled by a zombie dog.
2: A bit more than nibbled. He's had a two-course lunch. Two courses? No, he's had his meat and two veg.
1: Do they bark? What? (laughs) Zombie humans don't talk. They mumble about brains. What about zombie dogs? Do they bark or do they sort of grumble
2: growl? You're wasting my time. I need your help. What do I do?
1: What about zombie cats? Got any of those running around? What? Or a zombie parakeet. That would be funny. It would just keep pecking the mirror and think it was eating itself. <laughs> I don't think zombies are cannibalistic. True, true. What state are you in, sir?
3: Oh.
1: I think he's in a bit of a delicate state. Oh well, lunch? Great idea, but can we go somewhere that serves salad?
4: is Waffle On podcast.
2: And welcome to this special podcast. This is Anomaly Waffles on about Shaun of the Dead. I'm Simon Meddings, who normally has a fellow co-host called Kel, but unfortunately, as we record today, he's off to Mexico on his honeymoon. It would be rather rude if we interrupted him. And, of course, we have the Anomaly ladies, Jen and Angela. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, so we are talking about Sean of the Dead. Now, presumably, of course, you both have seen this film.
3: Yes.
2: That would help. Because that would have been a really <laughs> short podcast, and it would just be me talking. Did you uh, did you see it at the cinema, or was this a DVD or Netflix thing?
4: DVD. I saw it DVD. DVD. I have to admit, it's been a while since I've seen it. I just saw but... it a couple of hours ago.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, really? That that soon?
4: Yep. yep. But I've seen it. I've seen it several times. It's just been a while since I've had the pleasure. So, but oh, I like don't you. worry, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can jump right in there.
2: excellent well it came out on the 9th of April 2004 now uh, when i went and watched it um, a couple of days ago i got the dvd out and i actually found my cinema ticket uh, in there and i actually saw it on that release date at 11:30 a.m. so i am proud to have been there on the opening oh. opening day that is a typical geek thing It apparently came out on the 24th of September 9, uh, 2004 in the united states so there's quite a bit of a gap um, presumably, they wanted to see how successful it'd be over here before committing it to America. Exactly, he uh, had a budget of five million dollars and made thirty million. So that's uh, that's one hell of a good uh, a good box office take. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you, are you are you uh, both familiar with uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg uh, before Shaun of the Dead?
1: Yeah. This was my first introduction. Mine as well.
2: Yeah. So you hadn't seen the TV series Spaced or anything like that? Nope. Nope. Okay, well, um, the Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg wrote Spaced, and uh, this was actually based on one of the episodes in which they, uh, uh, Tim Bisley, who was Simon Pegg's character, uh, was playing uh, Resident Evil, the original uh, Resident Evil. And uh, and that's where they got the idea from, for actually doing uh, this film, which is why you always see him playing games in it. Um, Simon Pegg's the main star, plays uh, Sean Riley with his real-life best friend, uh, Nick Frost as Ed the other main characters in this which we should point out are Kate Ashfield, Lucy Davis, Dylan Moran, Penelope Bolton and Bill Noye good, uh, Do you think that's a pretty good cast?
4: Yes, I think it's an excellent cast I have a lot of fun watching it mm-hmm.
2: And Simon Pegg seems to have like, um, shot off into the stratosphere now, especially with being in, in Star, Star Trek, Trek
1: yeah. mm-hmm. If I can interject, uh, you've always reminded me of Simon Pegg since I've seen ah. this movie <laughs> I always associate you with him
2: <laughs> you're not the you're not the first person to say that. Quite a few people have said that. We, we went and run, uh, saw a film called uh, "Run Fat Boy Run," uh, uh. which is uh, which is directed by David Schumer and starred Simon Pegg And uh, he's quite portly in that. Um, and I uh, came out the cinema, and quite a few of my friends turned around and said, "You're so much like Simon Pegg Aww. I think that was more of an insult. I think. <laughs> <it was. laughs> you You've got to. you got to go. You've got to go with the flow. In the end of the day. Yeah. So zombie film. This is like, would you? The this is a um, uh, like a, a comedy, zombie. Well, rom com, rom com yeah. zombie film. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Um, would you agree with that?
4: Yes, definitely. I do. I yeah. also think that it's kind of a, for for me anyway, it's the zombie. I think it's a zombie film for people who don't like zombie films, <laughs> 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 necessarily. But I but I also think that it's good for people who do like zombie films because I've never really heard anybody complain about it. And I also remember. When Jim and I, we rented it pretty much right after it came out on video, and we pretty much watched it, and we were like, from now on, we're going to show people this movie, and if they don't like it, we're not going to be friends with them anymore. (laughs) Because because it's just, it's very specific, and it has a certain sense of humor to it that you just, if you don't like it, you're just not an awesome person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know but i i just love that idea and also because i think because of the way that it treats the zombie stuff like gore doesn't really bother me but i'm just kind of i'm a scaredy cat and i don't really like horror movies but i think the way that it's handled in kind of in a buffy way it's like really non-traditional the way that it handles the horror then i can kind of uh, i guess i separate myself from it just enough to be able to enjoy it does that make sense yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a, uh, quite a few people have said that. My uh, my wife said that as well. That normally she 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 doesn't go anywhere near uh, horror films or anything that uh, resembles a horror film, whether it yep. be a, a comedy version or a serious version. And I think what what this does. I mean, n- nowadays we're kind of um, overflowed with you know films like Saw and and all this kind of yeah. stuff, which Ugh. is not a, it's not a horror. They're not traditional horror films because they don't. They, you just sit there, and go, oh. You don't get scared, so what's the point? It's not, yeah. it's not a class. I mean, I think a horror film should scare you at the end of the day. Mm. Um, and this, this does have elements of, of that you can be quite scared with it, especially, I, I think, once you've watched it once and then you go back, you kind of get a little bit more scared in certain points, especially where um, Sean and Ed are in the pub uh, mm. when Sean's just broken up with his girlfriend and that zombie hits the window. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the guy says we're closed. And that's actually quite quite yeah. scary, really, because you know it could actually happen. Have you seen Hot Fuzz?
1: I have not. No, um, Jen. No, sorry. <laughs> I know oh, your listeners
2: are going to hate us now. <laughs> yeah, me. Let's take take the name anomaly away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's on well, my list of plus. movies. It's on the list of oh, movies to watch. Sorry,
2: you will you will love it. It's again. It's very very British. Uh, there's a, there's a very British sense of humour in it. Um, Edward Woodwards in it anyway. So I mean that's worth watching it purely because Edward Woodwards in it. But Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright have a trilogy in their heads called uh, Blood and the Ice Cream trilogy. Shaun. Of Ed's the first one, and uh, Hot Fuzz was the second one. The third one is meant to be called uh, And the World's End. Um, That's my zombie dog uh, barking in the background. Excellent. Um, So in this, you see Ed has a Cornetto on the sofa, so that's the very first one. And in Hartford, he has another one in the police car. Um, you, you, you both just said you're not really zombie film fans, So would that mean you probably didn't pick up on any of the homages to other zombie films?
1: Actually, I did because I made myself watch Night of the Living Dead today. Okay.
2: <laughs> ah! Whoa! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I did see several homages to that. And specifically the scene with Peter naked as a zombie. In Night of the Living Dead, there's a naked yeah. woman zombie. So I did pick up on that and a few other things, like the rifle above the
2: bar. The wind so was through. this the, was this the, was this the original night of the living dead or the remake? Yes.
1: 1968.
2: Yeah. The black and white one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Seriously. Awesome film. So that's the one where uh, the guy says, we're coming to get your barber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, yeah. The thing. Um, the opening music over the universal logo is, uh, called figment by S park. And that's from the original, uh, Dawn of the dead mm-hmm. film, another Romero film. Um, the Winchester Pub—that is what pubs are like in England,
1: mm. if I'm honest,
2: <laughs> especially especially in London. Not the kind, not the kind of ideal place to go, but I can see why you'd use it as a as a hideout, especially if they got drink drinks and and snacks and well, uh, a pure supply.
4: It's interesting that you say that because it's like it's it's a, well, I mean, it's a source of comedy in the film, but it's also kind of interesting that it's a source of contention between him and his betrothed it's funny because the whole thing is about how she is mad because they spend all their time there and that's this place where he really feels safest and i just think it's kind of funny but it's also it's also just right (laughs) that's where they have to be it's almost like a sitcom in a way that that's where he spends his time and that's where he likes to be so of course that's where he would go (laughs) that's where he would feel the most secure i think that's really interesting but you have to set up a base of operations when you're in a a zombie film, I would imagine. Zombie and the,
1: contingency plan.
4: And if there's beer there, I mean, that makes it a little easier. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> the, the, the opening scene of this is where we actually get to see the whole group uh, with Liz. Now, their names uh, are meant to symbolize what happens to them throughout the film. Oh, cool. Um, so, so Liz lives, Ed dead, Dave grave, Die dies. So that's that's the start of the the nod to it. And in fact, throughout the whole of the, the film, film, um, there is little hints to what happens to them. When um, Sean is split up from uh, Liz, and they sitting in the pub, and Ed suggests that they plan a night out. They actually plan it by saying what drinks they're going to get. First of all, he says Bloody Mary, which of course is the checkout girl in the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bite of the King's Head, which is Philip. Uh, then a couple, which is Dye and David when they die, Little Princess, which is Get Liz, they stagger back, impersonating zombies, and back for shots, which is, of course, firing um, the rifle. The, the uh, scene with them in their house where, uh, as you said, with um Pete, when Pete answers mm-hmm. the door and has a go at them. I love that. I really like Peter Serafenowitz.
0: Morning! It's Saturday! No, it's not. It's fucking Sunday. And I've got to go to fucking work in four fucking hours because every other fucker in my fucking department is fucking ill. But can you see why I'm so fucking angry? Fuck, yeah? Hey, oh, Pete, look. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. We just, we've had a couple of drinks. We split up with Liz tonight. Just keep it down, yeah. Freak. What was that? Nothing. No, 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 come on, stop it, we're friends. He's not my friend, he's a fucking idiot. What's that supposed to mean? It means, why do you fuck up? You want to live like an asshole? Go live in a shed, you thick fuck. Oh, leave him alone. Stop defending him, Sean. All he ever does is hold you back. Or does it make your life easier having someone around who's more of a loser than you are? What's that supposed to mean? You know what I mean. I assume it was Liz who did the dumping. Sort your fucking life out, mate. What's up with your hand, man? I got mugged on the way home from work. By you. I don't know, some crackheads or something. One of them bit me. Where did they bite you? I don't know. I didn't stop to ask them. No. I've got a splitting headache, and your stupid hip-hop isn't helping. And the front door is open again! It's not hip-hop. It's an electron trick. Next time I see him,
2: Dead. Yeah, oh. I think he's a great actor, and uh, he, he was in, of course, uh, Star Wars The Phantom Menace.
1: Oh. What character did he play?
2: He was the voice of Darth Maul.
1: Oh, okay. oh Very cool. <laughs>
4: really? <laughs> yeah. Neat. Yeah, very cool. No, I like so, him, too. He's perfect for that role. And he's huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> no question about his He's a very tall guy. He was uh, meant to be doing a remake of um, what's it called? Yellow Submarine" by the Beatles because um, he can impersonate all the Beatlecats. In fact, if anyone what is interested, just type in Peter Serafenowitz. You'll have to look up his name, because I'm not going to spell it, uh, in in, uh, in YouTube, and you'll see you'll see all of his stuff. Um, what what do you make out with, uh, when they're, they're back in their flat, and they get back, and there's the girl in the garden?
1: That was freaky. It was freaky, <laughs> but it was hilarious, too, because they thought she was drunk. I mean, that would be where they would go, because they themselves both have hangovers and of course they would assume that she's drunk too and she's lost in their garden
3: <laughs> yeah and
1: they just start throwing rocks at her to get her attention cuz she's just kind of swaying with her back to them so and and that would be about the way i would react you know <laughs> Yeah, getting the records out and flinging them. (laughs) I love that scene too because they're picking and choosing which records to throw at her (laughs) according to which ones they like the best or hate. It's
4: interesting too because it it starts to become like Mm anti-horror in a way because this is the part where I guess in a normal horror movie, and I have not seen very many of them, but just go with me here. That you know, that's when you start building suspense and oh, what's going on? And the main characters are going to start getting nervous and weird, and they've already assumed the direness of the situation. Mm-hmm. Whereas instead of that happening, I mean, it's obvious to the audience what's going on, but the characters are like, oh, what about this drunk chick? Let's just, like, deal with her. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, sets up, yeah. it sets up how they're going to handle the whole situation. It's not just, you know, it, it's just like, this is how this movie is going to treat this element mm-hmm. of horror. It's not going to be like a normal Movie. It's not going to be like a normal horror movie. It's not the creepy music. It's just, oh, what is this crazy bitch doing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You get to get shocked when she pulls herself off of the pipe that he pushed her onto. Oh, sure. So, yeah, you still got, oh, crap, she's getting up. Now what? You know, you kind of feel for them. You're in that situation, in that moment with them, I guess, when things like that happen.
4: Right, right. Yeah, when when things start start going awry, and they start realizing that they actually are in a horror movie.
2: And that's a, that's a real beautiful shot as well when you see her pull herself off the the, the spike and, and the camera's looking straight through and you see Ed and Sean in the in the, in the foreground.
3: Ah, yes. I think
2: that, that's just perfect. That is. Uh, there's, there's been several nods to horror films as well just as we get up to this when um, Pete is in the bathroom and Sean closes the mirror is a reference to, to uh, American Wealth in London. And psycho, yeah, and also Mary in the garden, the one who went for the spike. She works at Landis supermarkets, which is again oh, another nod to John Landis.
3: Landis, very nice.
2: Um, the the <laughs> the zombies that are hanging around outside. What I really like is the fact that they just closed the curtains, mm. hoping that that will actually. That's whole and that's exactly what Sean's mum says when he phones up she goes, "All oh, some men tried to get in, but we just closed the curtains, so we hope it's all right." It's <laughs> so that whole thing of just because you hide underneath the bed sheets, it doesn't mean the monsters are going to go away.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, before you move on, I would like to mention that in Night of the Living Dead, even though they board up all the windows, they go to a room and they say that it's the most secure, and there's no boards on the window, and it's just curtains. Ah.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I noticed that. It must have been something they missed, but I, I wondered if that was, you know, another one of their little
2: nods. I think it, I think it probably was because at that at that same moment when they're in the room and they close the curtains, the bloke on the TV turns around and says, "They're not living dead." Uh, radio reference, which is the only way to kill a zombie is by removing their head or destroying the brain. Um, yeah, throwing the records at the the, uh, the zombies is brilliant, but then of course they break into the garden shed and produce a shovel and a cricket bat, and now you know the reason why Joseph De and on our Trexen Cypher RPG carried a cricket bat. <laughs>
1: why you suggested that angela have one at the hospital
2: yes Oh, nice. <laughs> Yes,
1: yeah, i was
4: quite Anyways, all right no zombies
2: <laughs> i wonder what they would have said if you just ask very seriously about it <laughs> casually tapping it going what do you want
4: <laughs> what is your zombie contingency plan <laughs> i need a write-up
2: <laughs> um, what I love now is the, the plan of going to get Barbara uh, with Phil who's apparently been bitten is when they go through the options and it always involves either having a cup of tea and waiting for it all blow over that's such a typically English thing to do
0: so what's the plan
2: right we
0: take Pete's car we drive over to Mum's we go in Take care of Philip. I'm so sorry, Philip. Then we grab Mum, we go over to Liz's place, hole up, have a cup of tea and wait for all this to blow over. Why have we got to go to Liz's? Because we do. She dumped you. I have to know if she's all right. Why? Because I love her. All right, gay. I'm not staying there, though. Why not? If we hole up, I want to be somewhere familiar, I want to know where the exits are and I want to be allowed to smoke. Okay. Take Pete's car, go around Mum's, go in, deal with Philip. Sorry, Philip. Grab Mum, go to Liz's, pick her up, bring her back here, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Yeah. Perfect. No, 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 wait, we can't bring her back here. Why not? Well, it's not exactly safe, is it? Mm, yeah. There's the state of it. Where's safe? Where's familiar? Where can I smoke? Go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold?
3: Yeah, boy!
0: It is vital that you stay in your homes, make no attempt to reach loved ones, and avoid all physical contact with the assailants. You believe everything you hear on TV?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Is it now?
2: I think it would be. We we solved a lot of things uh, in in England just by having a cup of tea. Uh, the Second World War, uh, the loss of the Indian Empire, all evolved around tea.
1: Um, <laughs> well, also in the fact, United States.
2: <laughs> yes, that was again over tea. It was waiting for the kettle to boil, and you sneaked back in through the back door.
4: Atrocious
2: behavior. We're
4: not very. <laughs> no,
2: but I blame the French, not you. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, that's that's the, very much a typical British thing to do is to have a cup of tea. Now, is there a typical American thing to do in that kind of thing? Because we tend to solve everything by sitting down, making lists, and having cups of tea. We usually uh,
4: run at things yeah, until we sh- they shoot them with shotguns. until they yeah we shoot them, scare them, <laughs> yell at them. We tend to be very brash about things until they get out of our way. We like well, I won't go on. <laughs>
3: Remember, <laughs> in, we're from England Texas
4: too. I know, yeah, and we're from Texas too. So, like, we we very much like to shoot at things and yell at them, and <laughs> and uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> shoot first, right. ask questions later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see. Now, now suddenly, uh, the Walking Dead makes sense, the TV series, because if that was in England, it'd be a very short series. It'd just be like, wow, well, us not way really bad. Let's just make a least cup of tea, and you wouldn't you wouldn't get you wouldn't get, a, you wouldn't get a, a, a Andrew Lincoln walking around with uh, you know a very nice Chevy's hat on shooting people. <laughs> and, he, and he's English as well so uh, says it all doesn't it there you go yeah I'm um, <laughs> interested mean, to know when we, uh, they get Phil and they smack him around right the head with that cricket bat I love because I quite like Bill Nye I, I think he's a brilliant actor for you know, because he's now old, he is and I think he'd make a good Doctor Who, actually. But I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think I'll ever ask him because uh, we suffer from that horrible thing of uh, not uh, thinking people don't want to see older actors in in roles, um, That's especially true, with stuff in sci-fi. He's, sometimes
4: he's definitely done a lot of stuff. I mean, there's there's like this weird list of um, not weird. There's this list of British actors though that just show up <laughs> everywhere. It feels like
2: because the last, the last thing, one of the last big things he was in was uh, one of the Pirates of the Caribbean. I was uh, gonna. S-
4: I was going to say, I bet he was in Harry Potter, and yes, he was, because everyone that's that's ever been British has been in Harry Potter.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He was in the last last Harry Potter film. He he was. It was just in uh, the remake of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy with Gary Oldman, which is worth seeing if you want to sit uh, and watch a film where people are just talking in one room. Um,
4: I actually like those kind of movies, to be honest, because they feel like plays to me. I haven't seen the one you're speaking of because I just haven't. But um, I actually find that kind of interesting. If you can if you can find conflict in one room for an hour and a half, then good for you. Yeah,
2: well, that's yeah. only just come out, so um, it's very much a British film. So it should be over there uh, pretty soon. It's got Gary Oldman in it, so it should get a good uh, a good box office thing. Um, oh. Now, once we'll they get Phil, they go and uh, drive off in uh, his very expensive Jaguar. I uh, famous <laughs> after Ed says something. Uh, Crisis, which I don't think we we'll need to say yeah I <laughs> know <laughs> probably not we all know what the line is I was interested to know if that was cut in America uh, but obviously it wasn't which is no. good mm. so it begins with N we don't need to go any any, any further than that so th- they've got um, uh, Lizzie's friends um, I just want to ask you what you think of uh, of Diane and, and, uh, and the other irritating one
1: David and Diane yeah I think it's hilarious that the whole time they're spending their energy trying to convince Liz that Sean is a waste of her time and then he's holding her back and getting in her way and everything. But they end up doing that <laughs> in, yeah. in the pub. They end up causing all, most of the problems that let the zombies in. That's a little bit of a irony there. Is there a British
4: type that he's kind of based on? I don't know. That It seems like he is kind of a, a stereotype. stereotype-ish to me, but I... But not necessarily an American stereotype, kind of that... because doesn't he have a crush on Liz? Liz? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and, there, there is that under underplayed thing where it's obvious that he because uh, sure mentions it quite a few times that he obviously fancies Liz, mm-hmm. um, which is the reason why he's always banging, banging on about her. But uh, I mean, Dylan Moran who who plays David, he's he's like that in a lot of things, okay. uh, whether it's because of his his, his his Irish accent and the way he delivers stuff, um, but he. It, I don't know if he's a stereotype. He's a pain in the ass.
4: Um,
2: <laughs> I mean, you, well, don't, you don't like him. So.
4: It seems like, but it seems like there's this kind of I, it, this mo- more is more like a rom-com thing than it is a uh, than is a horror movie thing. But there's always like that weird best friend who, the guy best friend who really likes the the main girl. And sometimes it means that they're supposed to be together, but in some situations, they're like a hindrance to the main well, couple.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: The, you yeah. know, and they become a foil, and they're, they're sometimes kind of, I hate to say this, but foppish. <laughs> yes. Um, and very unattractive, and you don't know why that, they, that, that the main woman would want to have them. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it seems like he's fulfilling that, that role very well. And he's mm-hmm. the one who gets disemboweled. Is that correct? Yes. Okay.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, he, he gets. Well, first of all, he smashes the window in, in the first place to get in the pub when right. they get there. But all the way on their journey from various gardens, especially where Barbara gets beaten as well, um, yeah. he offers no assistance. I mean, the the fight with um, the swing ball. Uh, He's brilliant first of all, Sean tries to hit the zombie with the actual ball, which isn't going to ever going to work, and then then he tries doing it with the with the pole. But he never does anything to help. He criticises, and I think that's probably that's another reason why you don't like him. I think we, we all probably know people. Uh, whether they be friends or work associates, are always happy to moan and always Mm -hmm. happy to pick on things. Yet they will never come up to the bar and and help out or, you know, say, I'll do Do that. Do
1: you think he's he's based on the character of, I think, Mr. Cooper, I guess, from Night of the Living Dead. There's a character in that movie that all he does is complain. He doesn't help. Everyone else is doing all the work, and he just wants to stay... Because David says he's a pacifist, and I guess I'm going to call him Mr. Mr. Cooper because I can't remember his real name, but um, (laughs) he wants to stay down in the basement where there's no exit, but he feels like he'll be the most safe there, and so... I. I watched Shaun of the Dead first today, and then I watched Night of the Living Dead, and I, I was seeing those types of connections when I was watching it, and I was wondering if maybe he was based mm. on that character.
2: I think probably most likely, yeah. I mean, I've, I didn't really notice that, so um, good on you for picking out. I should think so because there's a lot of lot of homages to all those zombies, any Romero film mm. uh, in in these things. So I know I think you probably, I think you're probably right. I'm glad he gets killed. <laughs> <laughs>
4: gruesomely, <laughs> oh yeah, he gets what only he only deserves. deserves
2: it, yeah, yeah, i mean, for first time, as you, as we just said that he offers he offers no help and no assistance, um. I love the scene where they're in the alleyway and they walk up and they meet the other group of people that yeah, are going in the awesome. opposite direction and they'll all mirror images of themselves.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> like and a that, bizarre uh, world s- um, scenario from Seinfeld. Seinfeld, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, they are definitely. And they're, they're all kind of like well-known English comedians as well. Uh, with oh. Matt Lucas, Reece Shearsmith, uh, uh And it's, it's really quite cool to see but what I like uh, and this is just from a, a spaced point of view is that Jessica Stevenson uh, now Hines um is the is the lead woman in there and there's obviously that kind of thing you think oh should they be together because they're they're, they're so similar I think that's just a, a more nod of of space because they were the main characters in there uh they're off to the to, to, to seek out the army yet they're going they're going to the pub um doing the impressions of the zombies when Di comes up to the ball and says, right there, let's let's practice. That is hilarious.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Ed's impression's almost like a monkey zombie. <laughs> he does yes. The, the um, impression of... Um, in the bandit, or not smoking the bandit... Um, nowhere left what is the name of that movie
2: and any which way but any loose which ways,
1: yeah but lose, yeah so his zombie is a lot like an orangutan zombie
2: <laughs> and that's a really that's a really good impression as well of clyde mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> 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 i i have to say this now i i apologize ahead of time to gerald who i know listens to the show he's a one of my brother's best friends but um the guys in this movie it, it just reminds me of my brother and all of his friends because that's what they would do they they would uh get drunk and then they would go fight the zombies and play video games in between so yeah
2: <laughs> well they say they say they like they should be in england yeah, please come over, Joe. Come over.
1: <laughs> yeah, because uh, I know Ed is pretty crude. He's a crude character, and every once in a while, he'll apologize to Sean, and he'll say for, for what, and then there's like this pause, and then he's like, "Oh
3: gosh," yeah. <laughs>
1: like Ed's past gas, and that's something that my brother's <laughs> friends would do, <laughs> just like a like a bachelor type of thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, too, back to the gore of uh, David's
4: death. Sometimes, again, like this is from a perspective of somebody that doesn't really like horror movies that much, is that when, when somebody you really don't like gets dismembered, it's really not as bad. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> like, I think in, in horror movies, it's always somebody who's nice. Those are the people that really get the most (laughs) gory deaths, and then you feel horrible for them. But then it's funny, you know, in this context, because it's a person you really don't like, he kind of gets what he deserves, and you you think it's funny when guts are going everywhere, you know. So it's kind of part of that, I don't know, going back to that context of making it accessible to people who don't necessarily like uh, zombie movies, and it really doesn't bother me at all.
3: (laughs) But, you know, I was
1: just thinking about this, though, but Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg did something in that, even though they they killed off the people you dislike, those people Mm. apologize beforehand. So you kind of feel bad at the same time when they do get killed. Like Phil, he, he was just going on about how He just wanted him to have a father figure, and he wanted to be encouraging, and and he was Hmm. sorry for not being a good father. And then he died, and you're like, oh, gosh, you know, (laughs) that's horrible, (laughs) poor guy. So you you hate him, and then then you feel bad when he dies, and then he becomes a zombie, and you're like, kill him! (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's good writing. Yes, yeah, because I, I
2: actually do. I actually do feel sorry for Phil, uh, yeah. for Philip, especially when you see him in the shop at the beginning with, uh, um, Sean's sales assistant, which is played by Ray Spall, who turns up in Heartless later on. And he's a big actor now, but uh, uh, you do feel sorry for him because. There's nothing. He's, he's just his stepdad, but he's been his stepdad for quite a long time. And it's Sean who is actually the arse here.
3: Yeah. And
2: he's, he's an arse at the beginning of the film with Liz. He forgets the date. He forgets to book the table. Mm. He suggests the Winchester, which he knows is not the right thing to do. Mm. So from, from the start, really, you should dislike Sean because he's not a very good boyfriend. No. And he's certainly not very good to his mom, especially in the kitchen when he turns around and says, did I tell you that Philip touched me when I was younger? And uh, it's, you know, it's just, as soon as she says that's not true, is it, and he goes no? And you, you think to yourself, why are you saying that? You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but poor old, poor old Philip. But yeah, no. Yeah. When he apologizes and and they leave him in the car dying, and and you see all he does, he just goes over, <laughs> and turns the radio off. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just that's all he wants to do is a quiet he's a quiet life.
1: Yeah. They're like, there's nothing of your husband in that car, and he climbs over the back seat to turn off the radio. <laughs> the zombie yeah. fell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and poor Barbara as well. When uh, Penelope Wilton gets gets bit, and she doesn't say anything, I think the acting yeah. of, uh, yeah. of Simon Pegg here, knowing that he's got to shoot his mum, oh. it's just it's just brilliant. And the, the standoff as well, which is, uh, I think, uh, a nod to Reservoir Dogs. Uh, yes. That, like, yeah. That is that is another great homage there.
4: Yeah.
2: And poor old Barbara. Yeah.
4: Mm. Poor Barbara. <laughs> and she
2: gets her head blown clean out. Ah, well, there we go.
4: But there is sort of a happy ending.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> in a kind of way. I mean, the, 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 one of the one of the uh, the best scenes I think, especially in the bar towards the end, has got to be with um Don't Stop Me Now by Queen playing on the jukebox <laughs> and us <I> smacking <laughs> the hell out of the out of the barman.
1: <laughs> That's almost like a musical theater scene. Yeah. You know, their dancing scene where they're hitting him with pull sticks, you know, in rhythm to the song.
2: <laughs> and the truth is, now, of course, every time you hear that song, that's the that's the image that's in your head.
4: Yeah.
0: Where the hell did he come from? I don't know. Tonight, gonna have myself. Oh, who the hell put this on? It's Some random. For fuck's sake. Okay, Diane, uh, get them somewhere safe. David, kill the queen. The jukebox. Liz, Ed, grab some weaponry. What about the rifle? It's not real. Cocktails. What do you mean? The flaming spirits, drambuie, sabuka, brandy. Get a racket. Light it. What? The whole place could go up. What? Ed? How about Paul? Okay, John. It's time at the bar. Get the fuses! I know! Fuck this! Two seconds! (laughs)
2: Just shoot him, man. Yeah, (laughs) it's a bit like, I suppose, with with Bohemian Rhapsody. You can't help but think of of Wayne's World Mm -hmm. anymore, you know. You you don't think of the classic video by Queen. You automatically think of Wayne's World. And now, every time, Don't Stop Me Now comes on, and you think, I wish I had the Paul Q. That'd be really (laughs) cool, man. Probably not a good suggestion to listeners to uh, recreate that in your local bar. It's funny because uh, last night uh, when I did my, my speech for Carol's wedding, because we went to school together, we went to college together, we lived with each other and our work with each other. And during all that time, we went and studied uh, sociology, English language, English literature. But a lot of time what we do is just go back to his house and watch zombie films and eat toast. <laughs> and we, we was, we've been doing that since the age of 11, and one of the first zombie films I ever saw at Cal unpirated uh, videotape all those days, uh, was uh, um, Zombie Flesh Eaters. Oh, and my. it was the uh, it was the uncut version as well, so it was the bit where the shattered door frame, uh, and it's a shard, and I don't know if you've seen, uh, probably not. No. Oh no, <laughs> But there's a scene where there's uh, a piece of wood sticking through uh, out the door, and the zombie grabs the woman's head. I think it's a woman, and but the camera zooms on the end of the point of the the shard of wood, and it's her eye that's going closer to it, uh. and just as he. It- just as it touches the lens of the eye, that's when it cuts away. But in the uncut version, it actually pierces the eye and goes through. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a really good f- uh, family-friendly film. I suggest mm-hmm. it to anybody, uh, <laughs> babysitters out there, uh, please do. You're right, you're right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it never affected me. So, <laughs> you know, oh. I, I, I've watched zombie films all my life and I don't like anything dark or sick. Uh. <laughs> I
4: just admit to being a scaredy cat. I yeah, <laughs> I admit it. But is
2: that, I, I think that's that's. I think that's. I'd love to be a uh, scared at half. It not, not, Natalie doesn't. I don't want to watch that because it scares me. I'm saying, but that's the point. It's a bit like saying I don't want to watch a comedy film because it's going to make me laugh. Yeah, you know, yes, don't, I don't. but
4: there's like a certain. I think though, there's certain people, and this is for me, is that it doesn't just scare me in the moment. Something. Really scary will scare me for several days, and I really like to sleep. So, yeah. uh, <gasps> I, I mean, if sometimes if an idea is introduced to me, I don't even have to see the movie, and it'll bother me for several days. Like, oh, I know that sounds horrible, but that's just how my brain works. You know, I if some if if a horrible idea is introduced to me, especially if it's something like this, it's just I don't know. It gets into my psyche and and really really bugs me. I mean, I have, I even have trouble watching some of those like. Um, crime shows about serial killers and stuff like that because if it's just a little too horrible even if it's just an idea even if they don't say show anything like it just kind of gets into my consciousness and i'd rather ride a roller coaster
1: i am like that too like i used to watch dexter i don't know if you're familiar with dexter it's about a serial killer who kills other serial killers and now the premise implied that he would not get you because you're not a serial killer but at night, when I was laying in bed about to drift off, I, I would think I could hear, like, the doorknob jiggling or something like that, you know, because he's constantly breaking into people's houses and rummaging around and things like that. And, you know, that suggestion is in your head, like Angela's saying, and it'll stick, stay with you for a couple of days. Now, yep. mm. you're probably numb to it because you said you've been watching these types of films since you were little, and that's why I gave the, uh, a warning because we are talking about it as if it were a <laughs> comedy and it yes. may suggest that it's okay for kids, but it's not. Just for those Americans out there who may not have seen any commercials and have been hanging out. I understand.
4: But I yeah. think that to that point, though, what Shaun of the Dead does is even though it does introduce a lot of scary concepts, um, because of the way that it's treated, because of the way Shaun treats it, and I've been saying throughout the podcast, I and the, and the way that everyone reacts to it, it didn't stay with me in that way. Like it stayed with me more in a funny way than it stayed with me in a scary way. And, and that was good. It was because of the way that it was handled. But when you think about some of these other movies, it's just a little too, too brightening for my, (laughs) my taste, but, but I have respect for it. And I think if it was a well done, I've seen some, some good horror or good thriller movies that I really liked that, um, I could appreciate as movies that I never want to see again. <laughs> yeah. So
1: anyway, well, but we were- the art of it is different than the enjoyment of it, I think. Earlier, I was saying that I had some notes on the uh, metaphor for zombies in some cultures like Haiti. It's part of the culture. But as far as the literature was concerned, it entered um American culture in the 20s. It wasn't until Romero did Night of the Living Dead that it really has like this new uh, spin on it where it's like induced by disease you know zombies could be are dead people brought back to life or they're living people infected by disease that causes them to act like zombies zombies are a metaphor for f- the fears that we have and in the 60s there were fears that pertained to um communism the bomb the vietnam war and in night of the living dead in particular the main character the hero is an african-american and so mm. there's also the racist fears and he survives all the zombies and was killed at the end by the rednecks that came to rescue everyone. Oh, my god. They shot him and then drug him out and threw him on a pile of dead zombies to burn. It's almost like the zombie subculture or the zombie z- subgenre is what I meant is kind of um, just like all science fiction is a way to write about something that is deeper than just people walking around eating brains. It's mm-hmm. a way to discuss the fears that we have as humans in a way that is easier to swallow, easier to yeah. digest and to take in. And that's what we say
4: about sci-fi uh, and fantasy mm-hmm. is that you can talk about things that you can't talk about in something based on reality. That you can make metaphors and you can make statements um, about your culture through this, this amazing or through this crazy world. And horror is definitely a way to do that. I mean, it does... Talk about people's fears. I mean, that, that's the point. And I've heard, I think it was David Brin who said something about, at least in America, when the conservatives are in power, mm-hmm. that there's more um, zombie movies because they're afraid of the masses rising up against them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that when when the liberals are in power... Who are more socialist inclined? That there's more vampire movies because vampires are all about hierarchy and elitism. And if you think about it, it really is. I mean, vampire is a very hierarchical culture. There's rules. It, they're played as intelligent and strong and smart, and um, and you have to follow these. You know, this this kind of. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's decorum, I guess. Whereas mm. zombies is just every man
1: for himself. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you yeah. know, it's a completely yeah. different type of horror. And
1: that's um, another fear. That's another fear that that zombies embody is that you would lose all control. Zombies <clears> are <throat> slaves to whatever their condition is. They're they've reverted to animal tendencies.
4: Also, did we mention this is the special Halloween episode? Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Oh, you'll have to send me that uh, that link, Angela. I would like to read that actually. I so, will. Yeah, okay. and I, I think, Jane, what you, what you said as well, especially regarding uh, *Night of the Living Dead*, it is that ending. Is is it you, you you come out more angry than than anything else because you think especially what that, what uh, George Romero is saying. We met Mark, me and Mark actually met George Romero. Um, oh, cool. at, uh, and if you look at that waffle on page on Facebook, there is a photograph of Kel Shaking and George Romero's hand. Absolutely lovely guy. I mean, he couldn't couldn't give he'd give all day for you He really would. Absolutely, brilliant. but his social standing and his his commentary regarding his films. Some people would turn around and say, "Yeah, they it's just a zombie film, you know, they're crap," but. like like you, you've you pointed out there that there is there's a lot more deeper to it. These later ones where they're like in a shopping mall, it's all about consumerism. And Shaun, Shaun of the Dead turns that round slightly and turns into what what it's classified as a rom Zom film. <laughs> um, so government we we zombie stuff. But no, great point. There you go. You see, so, politics and socialists in, uh, in Shaun of the Dead.
3: <laughs> well,
2: I
4: no, I think it's interesting. I mean, it should. I think any good piece of art should have layers. Even if it is a comedy,
2: don't you? Mm. <laughs> well, without a shadow of doubt, and it well, they're the best kind. At yeah. the end of the day, because I mean, it means people have thought about it, and and any film that you you look at, it's very rare that sometimes we have horror films. Obviously, the old vampire, you know, the Dracula films. There is a, a social standing there, and that's hierarchy. Um, but with later ones, especially stuff like Event Horizon, mm. um, I mean, that, to me, that is a, 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 just a, a an often missed. Um, uh, missed out film, not a lot of people saw it, but I think it's one. It's so dark, but it's a brilliant sci-fi film, mm. and and there's a lot in that that if you if you look deep enough, you can find it. Pretty pretty scary stuff. Um, probably should get back to the of the Dead.
4: No, sorry, sorry. No, well the whole idea is, I mean, I don't think we'll probably ever have an actual zombie episode <laughs> except for this. So I think it's kind of interesting, and that's we do that a lot where we talk about a specific movie or show, and then we talk about the genre that it represents. So it's okay <laughs> for us. Yeah. I start, And it's waffle on, so we can talk about whatever we want.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I'm happy, to, happy just happy, to keep on going. It doesn't bother me one bit. I mean, I'm funny <laughs> just that you, you said that you put, um, horror films into the sci-fi category. I, what, I, what, what, else, what else would you put, like, of horror films into that category then?
4: Anytime yeah. you have a, uh, have something that's, that's supernatural, I guess it is. And zombies for all I hope are supernatural. Um, Not something that could necessarily happen, but it's just close enough. And that's kind of what sci-fi is, is that it's just close enough to our reality to be interesting and scary and have commentary. And that, that's why I put it in the kind of a sci-fi category. Well, also,
1: it depends on how uh, the zombie outbreak starts, too, because a lot of times it's usually some experiment, or in this case, it was, what, a satellite that was coming back to Earth? It probably had some... Because, you know, in Night of the Living Dead, it was some satellite, and I think it's the same thing in um, Shaun of the Dead. So there's some element of science involved. A lot of times zombie films are kind of brought into the fold, I guess, of the, the geek culture and that usually involves sci-fi so but yeah mm. anything existential i think is um well
4: also it and i'm a big fan
1: of and this is what my thesis was about but in any time
4: you have a situation where you're doing a piece of art that you're using extraordinary means to explain some sort of truth you know just because it's real does it not does not necessarily mean it's truthful and mm. But I think though, if you use zombies and as an example, or if you have sci-fi, something in the future that happens that is not necessarily real, it can still have elements of truth in it. Does that make mm. sense?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, no.
4: <laughs> now I feel kind of silly explaining that, but that is my favorite. Is because sometimes you have to hit people in the face with truth, mm. um, even though it's not necessarily reality. So another, that's just kind of yeah, another. My basic-
1: i'm sorry angela another nope. um book or slash movie that is sci-fi but also involves zombies is i am legend so oh yeah yeah mm. and i am legend influenced night of the living dead and that in turn influenced Shaun of the dead so you got some sci-fi roots there
2: so yeah now the original the original uh i am legend the the, the film version of that was amiga man wasn't it i'm sorry the, the original film about I Am Legend, that was a uh, Charlton Heston, wasn't it, with Amiga Man?
4: Oh, Amiga sure. Man, yes, yeah, yeah it, yes,
2: yeah.
4: I, yeah, and I have not seen that. But wasn't there a different ending? Oh, like, was it no? Because what is it? Because I'm, I'm trying to think. Because I remember when I, because I did watch the uh, Will Smith. The, mm-hmm. I guess that's the one that was I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, Ugh. there's a different, <laughs> there's a different ending because it has to do with. Um, where the creatures were really kind of the good guys, and the main character was like harassing them.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
4: Isn't isn't that how it's supposed to end? I don't know. That's how, how,
2: the, know. Chart, that's how the Charlton Heston one ended, I think.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I like that too. That's that's interesting to me. You know, show, uh, shows that are that turn turn it up upside down on you like that i can i can get behind (laughs) it turns out not as scary (laughs) this is the
2: point where all the people that are really big fans of 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 that book and those films will be screaming at the uh their ipods going you are wrong this is where you've got your facts wrong so we have Uh, an array of emails bring it on
4: that's okay
2: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will read. I will read anything I on the next episode of Waffle on, and I I just will I don't care. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think looking back at all the horror films, like um, the thing uh, sticks out in my mind is definitely sci-fi genre mm-hmm. with horror in it because you know, it, it, and it's a it's a fantastic film. Um, One curve also looks great with a big beard and hair. Um, mm-hmm. Can't can't do with that. And also Halloween, I suppose, because that's sure. got that horror aspects of it and also when he gets shot at the end yeah. uh, and he's lying on the ground and when they look back he's gone so that's mm-hmm. that really does say something you know
4: right and i think that there's like a line between thriller and horror and there's a that, that line is i think the sci-fi line mm.
3: the
4: the the line where it got, where it's between where it's something that is possible but just scary and then something that's impossible and scary yeah. that makes sense? Because, like, you yeah. have your thrillers, like, Silence of the Lambs. Like, that is definitely really, really scary. But all of it's possible. I mean, those sick people are out there. <laughs> they're out there and they're doing their weird thing. Um, but once you get to a guy who gets shot and then gets up, I mean, there's a – that's where the sci-fi line kind of, to me, kind of mm-hmm. comes in. Sci-fi and thriller.
1: <gasps> oh, is that Isla? No, it's Aaron. No. Oh, it's Aaron. I'm sorry Hi. if y'all could hear him banging on the door in the <laughs> background. This is my own little zombie trying to get
2: it. Oh, I was going to say. Y'all,
4: have y'all ever seen the, the zombie versus baby picture? Hilarious. No. <laughs> it just, it has all of these things and it's like drooling, check. Wants <laughs> everything of yours, check. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we should probably wrap it up since we've waffled on a little bit. So. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, is there anything um, that you think Kel would want you to say since he's not here?
2: I think I'll mention that the, the his fact that he, he, he sent to me earlier on that I um, well, listed the two things because um, the fact sh- the fact that Ed gets gets killed in this Sean's best mate mm-hmm. uh, and he keeps him in the shed so he can play PlayStation games. That, that was ve- that was very much like um, uh, what me and Kel used to be like uh, in our flat. He used <laughs> to be just there, almost like a zombie, not really doing an awful lot. Ah. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Bless him. He wants his brains.
3: Brains!
2: Um, <laughs> but Cal uh, mentioned that a, a true zombie film has to have barment in it. And without that, it's not really classed as a sci-fi film. So Shaun of the Dead <laughs> does pick up all the, all the points to it. I think, um, just to, to, to round this up, that if you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, you really do need to see it. Yes. Uh, as long as you're old enough, uh, obviously. Um I, I just think it's brilliant. And I think what I like about it, they did toy the idea of, of doing a sequel where it was uh, another monster would turn up and zombies. I'm so glad they didn't do that because mm-hmm. I think it ends, it starts off perfectly, it ends perfectly. Mm-hmm. It ends on a strange note as well with Ed being now a zombie and kept in, in, uh, you know, in the shed. I also like as well, and that's probably another social commentary point where the fact that the, the zombies know roughly what they used to do. So they're still doing the jobs that, you know, uh, I mean, a jobs are jobs so that wouldn't knock anybody doing a job. But, you know, pushing trolleys around a supermarket or a mall mm-hmm. and putting them back where they belong is something that's a pretty tedious job and they get all the zombies to do it. And so, okay. really, they're exploiting the zombies. Yes, uh, they, they become TV a slave class. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, that's another another sort of commentary that you know that, that they create this a, a, a class I think it's a fantastic film. I really do. I I love it. I, I you know I I put it up there with uh, about eight out of ten. If I'm
4: honest. Oh, very nice. I I would agree. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Eight out of ten. That sounds about right to me. I, and I just say you know I just definitely enjoy it, and that's really the mark of any good film. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you exactly. I,
4: I can admit when films are bad and I still enjoy them, but um, this is definitely a good film that
1: I do enjoy, so there you go.
2: <laughs> Jen?
1: Yes, I agree. Eight out of ten.
2: <laughs> I, was, I was slightly worried. I wondered if he'd been eaten.
1: Sorry. <laughs> 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 Zombie. Zombie babies. He oh, did no. try to eat the microphone, so then he was, <laughs> he was whisked they away. They do try to eat everything. Yeah. They do. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I missed most of y'all, the end of y'all's conversation, but I, I do agree that this stands out to me as one of my most favorite um, comedy slash horror films, but mainly my favorite comedy film, I have to say. And
4: Simon Pegg, I mean, yeah. he's awesome.
1: He is. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: He's really good. He's got a good sense of humor about himself. I mean, he obviously knows what he's good at and was able to write a movie around him. Mm. I mean, good job. Good
2: job there. I'm, I'm slightly disturbed that he's he's because he's doing a lot more stuff in America where he's, he's lost a lot of weight, yeah, it's just not good. Yeah, for uh-huh. me to keep up my Simon Pegg look, it means I'm going to have to go and do some kind of gym work or something. Yeah, discarding. Some <laughs> Frankly, that's not happening. <laughs> 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 Oh, there you go. Well, that's the end of the, uh, the podcast. If anybody wants to send us uh, comments in, then obviously you know where our podcasts are and you know the websites and everything. Uh, do you want to read out your website, where people can get in touch? Because they'll obviously know because I downloaded it anyway. But just for those who are new.
1: Sure, you can find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. And you can email us at with a z at gmail.com.
2: Awesome. Source. And you can find me at waffleon.podbean.com. And uh, also, if anybody's interested, Waffle On is nominated for European Podcasters Award. So if you type Yay! in European Podcasting Award, search for uh, personality and you'll find Waffle On. And please do vote for us. You don't have to sign up. You can skip to the end and it'll all do it for you. Hopefully we'll get some votes. It would be rather nice. Uh, but frankly, I'm not going to travel to Germany to pick up my reward. Uh, can't be bothered. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so that's it so uh, Jen, Angela thank you for uh, jumping in our uh, Shaun of the Dead uh, podcast it's uh, once you. again been an honour to talk to you both
4: thank and you. congratulations
1: to your partner yes tell. yeah
2: <laughs> he's right. now joined our group of married people he has <laughs> yeah.
1: does that make him a zombie too? <laughs> yes we all are he zombies ah, he's, now,
2: he's now a slave to the kitchen sink and to the ironing board <laughs> bless in, him
4: indeed so or the <laughs> dryer <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay well thanks to that's right. it for us bye.
1: bye big brother no survivor no the office angela then what do we talk about gaming sci-fi fantasy and geek stuff really yes cool
4: <laughs> <laughs> i'm jen and i'm angela and you need to listen to the anomaly podcast where
1: female and fandom converge find us online at anomalypodcast.com that's a n o m a l y podcast.com
0: music by kevin cloud Hello, I'm Dan and this is Lee. Hello. And together we are Lee and Dan's Midnight Movie Club. You see, every week we come together and we review classic popcorn movies of the 80s and the 90s. (laughs) For example, so far we've reviewed Teen Wolf. Which is great. Teen Wolf 2. Which was awful. The Last Starfighter. Which was great. Cannonball Run. Awful. Army of Darkness. Awesome. (laughs) Police Academy. Mission to Moscow. Not so awesome. Worst film in the history of mankind. And Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. The second worst film in the history of mankind. So. If you want to hear more about highly intelligent, uh, incisive film critique, come over to midmoclub.com, that's M-I-D-M-O, Club.com and check out our podcast. Or you could just type Midnight Movie Club into iTunes. If you have iTunes, yes. if you don't have
2: it, it'll be harder.
0: That's right. So, we'll hope we'll uh, you'll listen to us soon. Uh, to be fair, though, I quite like Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. Well, well you're an idiot.